Warning, you never know what's going to pop out of our mouth. We may or may not use inappropriate language, but you, if you know us, you can guarantee we probably are. Warning. What's up? What's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. And I'm Jewel, the daughter. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to What, what the, the F is Ladylike. All the oil spills killing the ocean. All the garbage in the ocean. All of those pirates killing our ocean. People not able to afford their bills. 10,000 people at our borders screaming for help. Missing people. Sex trafficking. Kids being bullied into suicide. I, my own self, could scream at the top of my lungs about all these issues. But my voice alone is not loud enough. We're back, bitches! Welcome, welcome. We missed you guys. Welcome back, guys. We're back. We had to take a little break. We had to, we had to put ourselves in time out, man. Crazy world, the crazy world we live in. Definitely had to take a good mental health break. We uh, went on a little, little mini vacation. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, even though... We go on a little mini vacation, take a time out from the world for a second. We really don't. We really don't. I got to tell you a story about Jewel over here. We're at um, the Oregon coast, which in Oregon is our biggest fan base. So we go over there. Jewel sees garbage on the bay. She jumps off the freaking ledge on the rocks. I'm like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Yeah, the, the family was pretty much panicking. I could hear them panicking, but it wasn't. I wasn't going to stop. I was finishing what I was doing. Then I came back up. She started cleaning up the bay. She didn't just do that. She would walk every morning. Yeah. Um, once I noticed how bad it was around the bay area, which is kind of more scary because the water rises pretty quickly there. Um, there is a lot of stuff right there that can just wash up right into the ocean. And that is not good. And a lot of people be may, because they don't know a lot of their, their correct information, but they be like, oh, it's not going to harm this animal because it can't get wrapped around its neck. And that's always kind of its thing. Or, 
oh, it can't be harmful because it can't get oh down their throat because it's such and such big, whatever. That is not true. So if they are not ingesting it by eating it or if it is not strangling them, whatever it may be, those plastics, and I'm going to tell you every single thing that I pretty much seen was either a metal or a plastic was all down there and that can get broken down if any of you guys are previous listeners unless you guys are new listeners this will be new information to you those plastics will go down into be a microplastic and they will still ingest them into the from the water and that is pretty much what is filling up into the water is all these microplastics all these bad things the oil spills and that these animals are ingesting them getting sick and then they are dying and one thing that was kind of scary that went on during that weekend was I really don't want to be mean, but there was a couple arrogant people where where the, we were located was not windy. It was not a windy beachy weekend. And they decided to do the whatever they're called, light paper lantern, like fire, whatever those are called, the paper lantern things that you catch on fire. Again, no wind. So these were just in standstill, barely floating. And then there also could fly over a house and catch those on fire, which uh, if you are anywhere in Oregon, you know, we have tons of fires going on right now, which is very unsafe. And not a let alone, a lot of these just dropped right onto the sandy beaches. And I picked up about two to three of them on my walk and the metal is still intact, which that can get around an animal and strangle them and kill them. And... People may say, oh, it's just one or two people doing it. Oh, but then it's going to build up if people are not picking up after themselves. Because I was also picking up plastic cups, plastic bowls. And when I'm saying plastic bowls and plastic cups, these are like the ones you'd be having in your home. Not the like paper plate type of ones that, you know, maybe that's not what I'm not what I'm talking about. And it was just ridiculous. And I think something that at least hopefully in our area they could do better in they do provide garbages at each pretty much walkway entry which is great but they need to have more visible signs saying to pick up your trash and to pick up anything that could be harmful and have a list of things that could be harmful for the ocean because sometimes people need that written down for them which is ridiculous but right right so before we get too deep we want to verbally Give a shout out to Cease Bomberg. He did an, an amazing work going to Louisiana, even though it was, he'll probably never want to go back there again. But we really, truly, your work, um, man, I, I mean, speechless. Yeah, he did. And Jesse, if you're listening, you did what a lot of people would not do you went diving deep in helping anyone and everyone you could and you were you cared you weren't thinking of yourself you're thinking of others and that is so inspiring and with that i respect you so much more after watching that like i grew so much more even more respect i even already had for you because of everything you've already been doing for our own city and it's just it was incredible to witness it was. Shout out to you. Another little shout out to uh, Josh Larson. He's going to be doing some shows. We're going to link that down in our bio and our description. Doing cool things. Also, we are going to do a new link for our friend Dylan. 
Um, he is making this amazing glass. I mean, it's so beautiful. Yeah, they're kind of like pendants. That's what they're kind of the industry's calling them. And they are really good. And he's just starting out, but for just starting out, and I have a buddy who is really into the stuff and he's like, for just starting out, he is doing a really great job. And he is, guys. They look so good. Yeah, so we're gonna have that link in the bio. We're gonna actually only do Instagram because Facebook drama such drama <laughs> such drama but we're going to link his instagram page to our description below so again you're going to have urban survivor man Ooh, that is jesse spomberg you're going to have josh larson's link and you're going to have dylan's art glass that's that's going to be listed there click them check them out support we were going to have a whole different topic uh, today, and it's not really going to be a topic. It's going to be more of like a discussion. It's going to be more like a discussion. We had something completely different planned out, and I will say this before we get into it is, you know, people talk, but they don't really say anything. Now let that sink in there for a minute. People always throw out a hashtag pray for this, pray for that. But are you really doing anything about it? Yeah. Are you really even doing anything about it? Do people even know what the Met Gala is? Hmm. Do you know why those celebrities dress up? Hmm. But they like to talk a bunch of talk about, you know, celebrities like they don't have any feelings. Well, and I don't want to talk too much about this person, but like, I just think it's kind of funny, and you had a very good point about someone who went to the Met Gala. Usually this person, that I'm about to say, gets scrutinized for being too scandalous, too sexy, too revealing, but yet this time she covered herself up head to fucking toe, and she still got scrutinized and ridiculed. And I'm talking about Kim Kardashian. And that was just funny to me to see that, I mean, it's not funny because it's just a society we live in, and kind of like... The backwards reverse of it would be Billie Eilish as well, would be her showing a little bit more and people being like, oh, oh, my gosh. And it's like, let the girl live. Let both the women live. Like, God, right. I encourage everybody to actually look up what the Met Gala is to benefit um, the meaning behind it. Yeah. And the meaning behind it. And it's typically every year it's themed. So, yeah. But I don't really want to talk about that. Well, we got back from vacation and, you know. We really got sucked in to this one case, and we had already mapped out our, our podcast for today. But over the course of the weekend, um, it kind of changed. It changed dramatically, you know. People talk, but they don't say anything, right? So that kind of changed. It changed abruptly for us. And we're talking about the case that everybody was following on TikTok, on Instagram. Yeah, so it was the missing person of Gabby Petito and her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, that case. And, you know, it was very intriguing and anyone who says it wasn't can probably it, it was very intriguing um <clears throat> you 
easily could get synced in to it because this is a young woman, 22, and is very mysterious, and you just wanted to find out answers. Yeah, and the more and more you would look into it, the more and more you'd find that that social media, the TikTok, um, if it wasn't for those platforms, I don't think we would be here today where we unfortunately found out the sad news that her body was discovered. Yeah, the platforms that were used were TikTok, Instagram, and Reddit. Those were the key places in YouTube also um, where you could get a lot of information. People were sharing anything that they knew who was in the area locally or passing through or whether or not they picked up Brian. You know, that's how you found out. That was the Miranda Baker. She created TikTok just to get her information out there so people knew. And that way, hopefully, if anybody picked him up after that, they could say something too. And the way these people were using their platforms for good and getting their voices out there and helping, it was great. I mean, that was exactly what I could expect in a huge community. I would want that. We we need that done in all of our missing cases. Yeah, I mean, before we start chatting about this, I mean, Joel was trying to say, but mom, there's a missing case here. There's a missing case here. And she was searching for it. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, and I, if anybody's locally around here and can tell me and hit me up and let me know, that would be greatly appreciated because I've been trying to look. Um, but shortly while I was making dinner, there was another missing person that was locally either in Oregon or Washington that came up onto our news. But unfortunately, because of how much news media Gabby was getting, I didn't get a lot of information on this woman. The only thing I could really get was I looked at her photo and she had long black curly hair and she was wearing a black rimmed glasses at the time, kind of rectangular or square. And she looked young. I mean, which doesn't help any. I mean, I look young and whatever, but she kind of looked like she was in her early 20s maybe late teens. Yeah. So she was trying to show that to me, but I just gotta, I gotta give props out there to those creators and TikTok. Um, all of those on the YouTube, um, who shared, you guys did an amazing job. Kudos to all of you. And you got this news all over to where people could, um, be accessible, you know, right at their fingertips. And it wasn't even those that actually saw, they just gave input on, um, Hey, what about this app? What about this? You know, which had to have helped the FBI, you know, if it wasn't for all of, all of the, all all of your voices talking, I don't know if we would have been here today at all yeah and i think i want to shout out a a couple of key um 
people who I think really, really helped the case because it helped narrow down timeline, location, and everything. I can't. I don't remember their names per se, but I do remember the situations that they brought up and occurred. So I want to say that of the woman who was divulging that there was um, two women that also one woman looked very similar to Gabby in this location at the park. And then on a later date, there was a YouTube couple who was driving by and happened to capture on their dashboard camera the van of Gabby's and Brian's. And that was on the 27th. And that was super huge because then only three days later with Van missing and not being found, Brian was getting picked up as a hitchhiker from Miranda Baker. So I think with all of these key points and it gives people certain location points of where they were at and kind of a rough, like a guesstimate, you know, and those things were helping out so much because, you know, what we're huge and what we're our big message was going to be about today was people don't talk. And so, for instance, he was not talking, Brian, who I'm saying he, and his family was not talking, which they had a lot of answers because that is where she lived. She lived back at Brian's parents' house. Brian was the last person to see her. And there could have been more done on that family's part. And I cannot believe that they did not say anything. And with what I'm about to say, I don't want people to think I'm sounding insensitive because I don't think I'm insensitive at all. Um, But with everything that I've witnessed that everybody can do with at least this one case, there's so many missing people out there. And I got to shed light on the indigenous people that are missing that is never talked about and they just go missing And nobody says a word. And yet they're going missing constantly all over with nothing being done. So my message that I want to get across is that if we can really shed light on this huge case, right? When we find out anybody in our community becomes missing, we can try and do better and try harder and I'm going to try and just see how many missing people or not even necessarily missing people, victims of anything we can help because I can see with people's voices, it helps. It really does help. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't just have to be missing people. It could be bullying, right? Yeah. In a, in a, in a positive way, but I mean, it could be bullying. It could be sex trafficking, it's anybody, you have to think of anybody who who you, who you doesn't have a voice for their own or can't speak for themselves. You have to think of those situations and you have to fight harder for them because they are in dangerous situations. Right. Gabby didn't have a voice. We didn't know where she was. Um, we were her voice, right? Mm-hmm. We were her voice. We helped that FBI to get to where her remains were. What's it? Again, my heart just goes out to her family. My heart out to her family. And Brian, where the fuck are you, man? Taken off into the woods? Where the fuck are you? 
And how is it that it's okay? How is it that we find out that he hasn't been seen since Tuesday, but we find out on Friday that why haven't why why not not sooner? Because the parents didn't fucking say anything and is holding back. Joel, pretend like you're on a TikTok right now and do a little timelines in case those that don't know about this case. Do a little quick, like, little timeline real quick for us. Uh, okay, well, that depends on what timeline you're talking about. But if we really want to talk about it, so there was an incident of where basically what hugely started it was their fight. The fight that they had August 12th. That was on body cam footage of cops, and you can see both of their their sides of what they were saying. She was very hysterically crying the whole time. Wait, let's back that up. This is a couple that was on a, a van life journey across the country. And the key point is they left, and when did they leave to go on this? I don't know the date that they left, but their return date was uh, Halloween, which gets a little creepy once we talk about that. So they were they were on this trip um, and they had a fight on the on the 12th. And go ahead, Joel. And um, so if you were being any sort of an investigator like we were, you would notice and see that there was very weird, suspicious posts both on both of their Instagrams after that on the 13th. And they were told to separate. She was supposed to take the van, I believe, and she and he was supposed to go get a hotel. And I I don't know if they separated I really don't think they separated. I think whatever occurred, some people were upset. Somebody was upset and they came back together. I mean, I don't, we're going to find out more, hopefully. But um, then you have those weird suspicious posts on those dates. And then I think it was like the 18th or 17th, Brian started making posts. He made another post and the thing that people were paying attention to was his angling. So if you looked and you were looking back at any previous photos, he was in very good angles, which means somebody was taking photos of him, which probably was B. the last two sets of photos of the dates that he was taken. They were like they're propped up and like he was taking them himself. And another thing to identify is looking at previous photos versus those photos is he is missing his necklace, something that he never took off. He always had it on no matter what. You see it in all his photos. So that's on his Instagram, which is weird. And then you have Gabby's Instagram where and if you look back at her previous posts, she is very elongated in whatever she says she does long posts she explains very well and she also does tags she tags brands she tags um stores like rei she'll tag the park you know she's very good at that her very last post said happy halloween that was it and then a fly and the fly i want to reference back to if you watched any of the body cam footage, Brian was saying something irrelevant to her being a fly. 
and some along the lines or of that. Afraid of flies or something. Yeah, like yeah that. something something with flies. And their trip was supposed to end on Halloween. And so very, very weird because it was August when she posted that. August twenty fifth, I believe. And it's just very odd, odd to have that be posted when she did longer posts. So <clears throat> something that's super bizarre was I believe on the 17th to the 23rd, Brian had to go back to Florida to go do something about a storage unit, move stuff out of a storage unit, put something in a storage unit, something along the lines with a storage unit. I think it was taking stuff out of a storage unit with his father. And I guess he needed a whole fucking week to do that, I guess. Um, I guess. So Gabby was down there the whole time. Um, I have a bad intuition that during that time, unfortunately, I don't think Gabby was there. Well, didn't I think she checked out of the hotel. So they do have a date stamp. So we can't speculate on that, though. Right. I mean, that's true. But I, they're, they're, it's just weird. Super weird. And then he comes back on the 23rd. And like you said, they check out of the hotel. And there's also the same couple that was staying at the hotel that they're trying to see if there's any connection with, but I don't want to talk too much on that because I want to wait to hear if there's any more to see if there's any connection. But these these two newlywed uh, couple um, was murdered. Yes. So they're trying to see if there's any connection to that. Um, then pretty much after that, I think that's the last anybody ever would have even like seen her or right but there was a text message to her parents um but they don't believe that it was her because of the way it was sent but i want to reference back a little bit to the dates because there's a woman who came out on social media saying she saw someone who looked just like gabby petito and she has a picture of the it almost looks exactly like it, but it's you have to zoom in pretty close. And the in between that gap period would have been the same uh, timeline of when Brian was gone. It would have been it. She was just there on her own. There was no male, and the woman confirmed that there was never a male in the van, or even heard a male or anything. It was all both two women. So I don't know much about that. Uh, but that was said, and so that makes me kind of, you know, maybe there's a little connection to the other two women. We'll wait to hear that. So then, like you said, there's a text message sent on the 30th. No, 25th, 30th. I think it was the 30th. And something suspicious was that... No, I don't think it was 30th thing. It was 25th because I'm getting my things all mixed up. 25th was the text message and said, oh, no service in Yosemite. 
which was weird because or Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, no service in Yellowstone. Because and that was just weird because she wasn't whatever. She wasn't in Yellowstone. So that was weird. The the parents don't think that was her. And if she didn't have any service, then how did the text message? But then maybe the text message sent when she got service. So that was supposed to be sent a long time ago. So there's just all these speculations on that text message. But then this is what I'm getting mixed up on the 30th, August 30th. This was confirmed that Miranda Baker, who is super huge, big key part. And I think that was the big key, huge evidence that we first heard picked him up, picked up Brian as a hitchhiker and was only in the car, she said, for about 10 miles when the drive that they were supposed to do was about 40 miles because she mentioned a certain part of Jackson and she was kind of locally, she was referencing it. So she only said Jackson. And then when they were seeing Jackson Hole, he got all freaked out, panicked and was like, I need to get the heck out of this car now and they're like okay okay let's pull off they pulled off to a side she notified everybody and told everybody where they she dropped him off she also did the right thing by during this time she was contacting her mom and she turned on her location and rightfully so because this good this whole situation occurred so all these text messages transpired between her and her moms to confirm this he gets out and that is the last anybody had seen of him other than his parents because then september 1st comes about which is a 40 hour time maybe period maybe if if ish depending on if he even which again when he got picked up the van was nowhere to be seen so if if that gives you guys any best because this whole van thing is freaking a mystery to me and i don't know how the frick it got back in florida so quick But it only had a 40-hour window to get from wherever he was located from the hitchhiking area, which he didn't have the van at the time. So if he was in that camping area where she was found, that would be a very, I mean, like people are saying, he could have done it, but he would have had to still stop for gas because his van, the van that they had was a gas juggler. And he would have had to stop to get food, something, you know what I mean? Rest stop, pee, whatever. So for nobody to not see anything, no footage, no credit card used or something i mean i mean i don't know if he had this planned but there had to be something and how the hell did it get to florida so quickly and then he first happens and almost automatically he and his his parents lawyered up so he was like I got back into town. I need a lawyer up because that's what I got to do because in his brain I could probably vision what's going on. But to remind you guys, he didn't come back till September 1st. And we did not hear or the parents did not report her being missing till September 11th. That's a that's 10 days. That's a long period of time. And don't worry, the parents were saying during that timeline, they were asking and Brian and the family, because Lord up, they could not talk to them. And they were begging, pleading just for anything. They wanted to know if they were looking at the right place. They wanted to know if they were even in the right direction. And they couldn't even get any answers. The closest thing that they could get was that where the parents finally agreed to let them come inside the house. That was it. That's freaking ridiculous. So he comes back. Lawyer, lawyer, lawyer's up, Joel. 
stays at his parents' house the whole time? No. No, I doubt it. I don't think he stayed at his parents. I think there was something. Yeah, he was planning on something, some type of getaway. He was doing something because then we find out. And we didn't find this out till this last Friday, which the Friday was a 17th, September 17th, that on the 14th, Tuesday, the 14th was the last time his parents had seen him. I'm just saying that gives enough person n- enough time for a person to get away, <laughs> like to run, get away, whatever they got to do. And this guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to survive outside. And I'm just saying, I mean, I know actually there's actually a storm coming to Florida. So maybe that I mean, karma's a bitch. Maybe that's why. But um, I'm just saying, like, he knows what he's doing. He has been in all these rural areas where they're dangerous, and he knows how to survive them. I definitely believe he, you know, he's he's somewhere. He's surviving somewhere. Or unless his conscious got to him, and he really feels so guilty to where, you know, he ends his life because of something that went on. And that would just be traumatic because then... We get no answers. I mean, we get some. The person who last seen her was Brian. Suicide is never an answer, right? Never an answer. Suicide is never an answer. And in the back of my head, he I'm thinking either he's going to get himself backed into a corner and and, and commit suicide or he's he's just going to go on the run in there. I mean, he knows how to live off the grid. That's what I'm trying to... Yeah, he, he can do it. And with that amount of time, his parents not talking, and then all of a sudden, on Friday evening, they're allowed to go look in the home now when he's gone... That doesn't make sense, and that does not sit well with me. That definitely gives enough time for a person to make a run and get away, and we may never see him again. Yeah, I mean, this whole weekend, today is the 19th, like we like we always tell you, we record on a Sunday, and we sat there before we even recorded the show to watch the FBI update. And, you know, of course, the autopsy, you know, isn't out yet. But unfortunately, they're saying that this is Gabby. Yeah, they're saying I think they identified probably a certain part of her that resembles her. And um, they notified the parents. The father has made a post, very heartfelt post. And, you know, it definitely touched everybody's hearts because a lot of people were involved in this in helping. And so. And a lot of a lot of a lot of the TikTok creators really dove deep into this. I mean, when they found out I was I was had a couple of them up and one of them had to just shut shut it down as soon as they ended the. FBI um, press conference. I mean, when you dive into this, and Jewel and I can both relate on this, 
when you dive into something so deep, it does affect you. It does affect you. So I definitely, before, you know, we tried to say social media, blah, 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 bad, 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 because it is a lot of times it's social media is there's a lot of talking, but nobody's saying anything because, you know, they're reposting what everybody else is saying. They're making fun of celebrities. Them guys, this time was used for good. Used for good. And I will say that and repeat it over and over and over again. We don't just have to use this, these platforms for missing people. We can use it to try and save our oceans. We can use it to try, you know, there's a million different, you know, things. We have text with the abortion. We have, you know, all of this is going on. We need to use our voices. Yeah, and I just want to speak from my own experience. Um, you can put a hashtag, you can put a sticker on your car, you can do all of this, but unless you get your hands dirty and do something about it, because that's what I can see, at least on my end for the ocean, because I'm that's something I'm hugely passionate about, and you guys are going to keep hearing me talk about it, because I've found something that is bigger than myself that needs attention. And like I've been saying, if you can say a hashtag, you can put a sticker, but unless you're getting out there, getting your hands dirty, picking up the trash, actually being vocal, doing something about it, don't don't say anything because then you're just you just are just saying stuff to say stuff and you're not doing anything if you're going to say something stand up do something and say it proudly say it loudly i just have to say from personal experience the bullying enough is enough with bullying and things need to be done and people need to speak up more because my own personal experience my daughter was bullied on her first day of school. She came up to somebody. And my, if anybody knows my daughter, she's sweet. And she goes, hi. I'm not going to you know, say her what she said, but she goes, hi, and basically blah, 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 blah. Can we be friends? I want to be friends. And this person turned around and goes, no, you're hideous. Your shirt's hideous. You're ugly, among other things nasty remarks I don't even want to say <clears throat> and shockingly enough this was all told to me by my daughter not by a teacher and with more investigating and talking to my daughter about it she did tell a teacher she did exactly what I told her to do to not escalate a situation she also did what I told her to do and by telling me and she was able to describe things pretty well to where I messaged her teacher talking about the issue. Her teacher, not knowing any of this had happened, she I need to talk to her and see what happened. And I was like, okay, please get back to me as soon as you can. She gets back to me the next day and confirms just about everything and had to separate them too because this person was still continuing on the next day. The fact that my daughter was the one who told me and not a teacher, that pissed me off. 
they need to be the ones to do better. I understand that there's a lot of chaos going on with school starting, all this kind of stuff. But if my daughter said something to someone, immediately something needs to be done. Also found out the parents were called, the, this person was talking to the parents on the phone. So I got all this information from my daughter, not a teacher. The only thing is, is the teacher confirmed everything that happened, saying this, this, that, and the other thing, <clears throat> and that she had separated the two and to have my daughter let her know if anything else happens. But you were her voice. You were her voice, right? Yeah. And like I said, somebody has to be. If I would have just sat back, that could have still continued happening to my daughter. And who knows, she would have shut down and maybe not wanted to tell me anything because she was like, oh, I told my mom already and she didn't do anything. So no, she's going to know that her mom has her back. I'm going to protect my child to the freaking end and make sure that what is getting done is it needs to be right. And <clears throat> unfortunately, this person that was bullying my daughter lives very closely to us. So that's I I just hope that this person can just do better and their parents can do better. Right. I do know over this past um weekend, you know, I had a new light on social media coming together as a community. You know, yeah, this was a very very unfortunate event that happened. My heart goes out again to that family. Jill and I know the struggle is real on those that have to cover such deep subjects because we've done it. But you know what? Together as a community, we can actually do good. We can actually help, whether it's using our voice to fight for the ocean, stop bullying, all of you survivors out there, there's, you know, we have tens of thousands of people at our borders right now. We have a corrupt government. We have, we have corrupt police officers shooting people, raping our children. You know, in the Catholic Church, we have pastors who are priests that have been raping people for I don't know how long. Use our voice. We have sex trafficking. There is so much going on in the world today. We could be using our voice, using our voice to do good. And my women out there, I know we can get loud. I know we're pissed off right now because our rights are slowly getting taken away. And you know what I mean, Texas. The laws you passed are not okay. They're not okay. It's bullshit. And you know it. And I swear, if any of that shit tries to step foot in my area, oh, heck no, that's never going to be done because I will fight for anybody's rights. And I may not be able to conceive again because of my own personal health issues, but that don't mean I don't give a fuck about every goddamn woman out there and their rights because they have a right to their own body and their own decision making. And the fact that men can get all these procedures done 
no say out whatever blah 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 whatever and then women get told no no you can't do that to your body no you can't do that to your body fuck bullshit we can use our voice in a positive way we can use it to help yes be kind don't judge and be more understanding until next time i'm sarah and i'm jewel peace Ladylike is produced by us. Our theme song is by Come Back Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.